0: Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me as we dive into some of your writing stories or your blogger stories, speaker stories, storytelling stories, love note stories, all that good stuff, all those stories that shape our lives and help us grow and develop and be who we are. I got a lot of hits, they call it, on social media. Hits last time when we were talking a lot about blogging and how you could monetize that. I especially want to thank Nancy D, who said she was driving home her grandchildren from school and an idea hit her and she decided, you know what? We had best have a conversation. And now Nancy and I are all set up to get her blog up and running. We even came up with 26 topics she could do. A topic for every day of the year for the next... I'm sorry, bi-weekly for the year for the next full year. So 26 topics. Not bad. Every other week we'll be hearing from Nancy. And as we get that going, I'll let you know how you can subscribe. If you want to subscribe to my blog that's up and going, you can find that at CoachDebbie.com. And that's spelled CoachDebbie, D-E-B-B-Y, dot com. And I haven't been doing a real good job being consistent and doing all those things I teach my people to always do. But, you know, all you need is a student or two or three that want it and all of a sudden you find you're going to get back at it. So you'll be seeing much more from me as a blogger and it will be topics that you often find here but if you would like that sent to you so it just pops up on your phone so you can read it easily while you're on your lunch break just go ahead to coachdebbie.com And put your email in. You'll get the newsletter and everything else. What you'll get that you probably really want are the codes to all the specials. And I'm just going to tell you, even though I don't have all the details ironed out, you guys will forgive me that I don't have all the details ironed out. I'm going to have a retreat. Yay! I'm going to have a retreat at the end of, mm, well, in the middle, kind of of spring. So I'm going to get all those details to you. And you, my dear listener, will get the early bird special code before anyone else does. That's the 25% off code. Other people, they'll get the 10% off, but not you. Uh-uh. You'll get the 25% off code for my retreat where we're going to hang out and find out what does it mean to be a creative and have a blog or a business or a book or a fabulous relationship with the people you love because you are honoring your creativity instead of just seeing it as this small little thing in your life. Most creatives have a certain, mm, oh, almost embarrassment that, that they lead with creative energy. This is not something to be embarrassed about at all. In fact, you should be celebrating and highlighting your creative energy because it's your strength. And at that retreat, I'm going to show you how. You'll arrive on a Saturday morning. And you will go home on a Sunday afternoon. So not a huge time chunk out of your busy schedule, but just enough to relax and be pampered and take in some good information, be fed well. You won't have to worry one bit about where your food comes from because my dear Montoya is going to be supplying all of that just for you. We're going to keep the price down, and like I said, that early bird code will be available to you, my dear listener, very soon, and even sooner if you go ahead and subscribe to my newsletter at CoachDebbie.com. Yeah, it's so exciting to do something like that. You know, I, I, you probably know that ever since I had Jay Menz on the show talking about retreats, It's been bubbling up in me, like, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that when there's one of the rainiest seasons we got going on here? But I've got it figured out, so I can't wait to launch all this and share it with you. And maybe you have some questions about that or about the topic we're going to be featuring today, which is for the blogger, the speaker, the storyteller, the love letter writer, whoever you are. We're going to talk about what we do when the voice in your head gets really loud, because that's not usually the voice that's writing your blog or your book or your newsletter or your love letters or whatever it is you're writing. That voice that gets really loud, it's a voice of doubt and it's a voice of fear. Some call it the ego. It's, it's a voice that's just saying, hey, hey, you're starting to get big and fancy And I'd like to hold you down a bit and keep you safe and keep you protected from risk. The only problem is when we listen to that voice in our head, especially, especially for creatives, a lot of things get jammed up and stuck and lost. And some things just die off. And often it's our dreams. So I'm going to help you prevent that from going too far. Usually we go a little bit down that path, but I'm going to help you prevent from getting so far down there. You just can't turn it around. No, 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 no. We don't want that for you. You don't need that dramatic life. So if this sounds like something that reaches, touches home for you, why don't you give me a call? I'll be taking your calls here. The number is one eight eight eight. 298 is where it gets tricky, Two nine eight five five six nine. There's other numbers too, but guess what? I'm going to let Eric tell you what those numbers are, because when you call in, this is the nice man who's going to answer the phone. Hi,
1: Eric. Hey, good afternoon, Debbie. And yes, you're right, uh, 888-298-5569, a.k.a. 888 888-298- 298 KKNW is our toll-free line, so wherever you are in the western Washington area, you're welcome to use that. Or you can dial 425-373-5527. They both go to the same uh, phone, so happy to take calls from either number.
0: Oh, fantastic. Isn't he lovely? I think he's just lovely. I get to spend an hour with him every Thursday And like I said, he's going to answer your call, take down your question, and we will be connected. Speak of the devil. We got someone calling. Look at that. All right. So let's roll on with our topic here. We're looking at you, the very qualified person who is in the groove, doing your blogging, doing your storytelling, writing your book, being a speaker, getting out there in the world, having a great time, and then bam. You wake up one morning, it's cloudy, it's dark, it's rainy, or maybe it isn't outside. Maybe it just is that sort of temperature on the inside. On the inside, you're feeling cloudy and dark and rainy, and you're saying, oh my goodness, I thought I was qualified to write this blog. I thought I was a qualified speaker, but the voice in your head it's just getting loud. And it's saying things to you that you thought weren't true and you thought you had developed a, a deeper relationship with yourself. But you're finding that this voice in your head is kind of interrupting your dreams, doesn't really believe in your creative talent. It's kind of spazzing out on you. And it's creating some drama in your life. And you're starting to believe that the drama. Is what's real, and not your talent and your groove and your ability to be a speaker, to be a blogger, to be a writer, to just be honest and speak your truth. You're having your doubts. Well, all I can say is if you've written more than 10 words in your life, you've come face to face with this voice. And all this voice is doing is really saying, Are you sure? You sure you want to move in that direction? You know on the inside, you're sure. But it's just popping up and checking in with you, going, Really? Really you're gonna do that this year? I thought you were gonna wait till next year. Thought we were gonna thought we were gonna be a big person next year and a small person this year. You're messing up my goals here. It's just that part of us that protects us and keeps us safe. But the reason We have to be aware of that part of us is that if we are protected and kept safe a little too long, our dreams start to fade away and we get a big, huge, uh, oh, what do you call that thing I was just thinking of in the mountains that you can fall in? I was always afraid of falling in one, Uh, crevasse, crevasse, you get afraid and There's this huge crevasse now between you, where you belong, and where you're going. And that doesn't need to be there. But it's going to be there as long as you give in to the drama. So with that said, I'm going to check in with Eric here. Is it true that we have someone calling in?
1: We do. We've got Leslie on the line calling from Bellevue today.
0: Oh, great. Well, Leslie, I would love to talk to you. You are on the air. How can I help you today? Thank you. I'm, I was
2: listening to your message, and I feel like that's exactly me. I'm a single parent of two boys. I'm able to be a self-starter for friends and family. I got a few ideas about some things I would love to do that would bring me joy, but I can't seem to start those things. I can start other things for other people, but when it comes to my own personal goals or personal dreams, I'm falling a little short.
0: Oh, good. Okay. You're in the right place. Let's talk about some of those things you want to start. Mm-hmm. What's just one thing?
2: Uh, one thing was uh, I'd, I'd like to start is a, a clothing line for boys, uh, three to six, not creating the clothes but coming up with uh, clothing collections to help uh, single parents. Sometimes you're interested in... Um, you know, going on a vacation or you have very specific needs, just to have a whole collection of uh, clothing that's available. Swimwear, you know, wedding, all-in-one all kind of packages, but but reclaimed um, clothing, not not uh, new clothing.
0: You know, Leslie, you've given this just a little bit of thought here. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. How long you think this has been on your mind? Uh, probably for
2: about a year. I mean, I get compliments on my kids' clothing and people are just surprised that it's, you know, it's used clothing. And I thought, hmm, maybe there's something to that. Like, maybe I have an eye for this. Maybe I can put little packages together, kind of make it easier. And particularly for boys, young boys, um, I mean, if you, the style is your thing, there's, there's, there's sometimes not a lot of choices. Uh, whereas with girls, there's a plethora of clothing and styles and textures and, colors
0: and boys, is pretty limiting. Well, you're absolutely right about that. And it's one reason mm-hmm. I'm so happy I'm a girl because I just love clothes. <laughs> but Leslie, you for 365 days, this has been kind of hanging out in your mind. And yeah. the only thing you really need to start something like this is about an hour a day to be with those thoughts. Do you have yeah. an hour a day?
2: Uh, I I can find I mean, I probably could start uh, with about 30 minutes and and work my way up.
0: I think 30 minutes is a great Mm -hmm. place to start, especially if you made a commitment that there was going to be 30 minutes that was sort of routine in your life. And and you know when that best time of day is for you. You know, maybe it's the lunch hour. You know when that is. But if you were coming to that, and you were honoring your skill, which I just heard you say is, I have an eye for this. I've created <laughs> this for my boys. Anything we've already created, we can do again. Okay. You know? You've All got right. this skill in you. It, it's not something that someone else dreamt up for you. It's something mm-hmm. you dreamt up. Mm-hmm right? Mm. That's something okay. inside of you that's saying, Leslie, good morning. We have that same dream that we had for the last 300 days, just checking in. Isn't that kind of what uh, the mind's doing? Right, right. So I like it. my <laughs> guess is the only reason, Leslie, that this hasn't happened yet is because you have a pretty full life. Is that right? That,
2: that's true, but I, I hear what
0: you're saying about prioritizing for myself, hmm um, You know, Leslie, the only important. reason I have this radio show is the same thing. I just took a good. half an hour a day for a mm-hmm. while to figure out how it was all going to happen.
2: Got
0: it. That's it. Now, you are going to find that along the way, it's a good idea to ask for help, so... I mean, it it could be one of those things where someday you're going to need a storefront or someday you're going to need someone to do some sewing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But as you go along, you get comfy saying to people, you know, I'm looking for this resource. Do you know anyone? You know what I mean? It's one foot in front of the other. But I, I think it starts with the commitment of... I've thought about it for 365 days, and now on day 366, I think I'm just going to spend a half an hour moving forward with a plan. Makes
2: sense.
0: What do you think?
2: I, I think that makes sense. I have to believe in that and, and make it happen every day.
0: You know, the good news is you've got people already around you that do believe in it. Mm-hmm. So can you can you pick a buddy or two and say I want you to be my accountability buddy? I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward on this. I'm gonna take steps and uh, I just I'd just like to know that maybe once a week we could we could have a little conversation. You could hold me accountable that I'm doing it. That, that sounds doable. Yeah. I'll be one of them yeah. if you'd like to call back in a couple <laughs> weeks.
2: That'd
0: be great. Okay. Okay. Leslie, thank you so much for okay. calling in. I hope this serves right. you. And if Thanks you want to, uh, if you want to stay on the line, we'll take down your email address or your okay. uh, mailing address, and I will get some freebies out to you to get you started.
2: Thank you. That that would be wonderful. I
0: appreciate it. Okay, Leslie, you hang All on there, and we'll we'll take down your information. Thank you so much. Hey, it's always so much fun when someone calls in. So we have our first break here. We'll be right back.
1: You've heard that it takes a village to raise a child. Now there's a village that empowers children's voices. It's called the Speak, Feed Lead organization, founded by past district director of Toastmasters, Jackie Bailey. Youths and teens are taught persuasive writing techniques, effective body language, and how to speak confidently. Consider what a summertime class could do for your teen. Enroll now at speakfeedlead.org and watch your teenager thrive. You've
2: been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. You have to carefully monitor your health for the rest of your life and you have an increased risk of developing cardiovascular disease. But take two, action. You've been diagnosed with a new purpose, to fight for the amazing life you've made for yourself. To look that risk of heart disease square in the face and say, no, not me. You've been given a new opportunity to live. Get started at NoDiabetesByHeart.org.
3: Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m.
1: Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150.
0: Welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio. I am your host Coach Debbie and today we are talking about that silly little voice that gets in our head. It jumps in there after we've been blogging and speaking and storytelling and writing our love letters and working on our books and just being real in the world. It somehow it shows us that there's just this little place of disconnect this little place of disbelief. All of us have that little place in us, and all of us have ways that we can work with it and work through it. Leslie just had the courage to call in and say, you know what, I got this idea on my mind for boys' clothing. She's been thinking about that. Did you hear all the great details she was saying? That's been on her mind, and inside of her is the courage to do it. We just have to make a certain commitment that we're going to put one foot in front of the other 30 days in our day, 30 minutes in our day to start working on something. And slowly, I promise you, that voice in your head gets quieter. And it's because it really doesn't have competition anymore. We've, we've dedicated our time to working in the other direction. I know for myself, I'm really good at engaging in a drama when I want to do something big. I can find a drama to completely prioritize all of my time. It doesn't really look like a drama. It it actually looks like I'm being helpful to someone, or it looks like I'm investing in something. But you know what it is? something dramatic that needs attending to, and it takes me away from what I want to do. I wanted to have an AM radio show, and it took me about a year to go from having a podcast to figuring out exactly what I would do in order to have the show. But what if I hadn't stuck with that? What if I had said, you know what? I've got this friend over here, and I've got that need over there, and all of those other things are more important. It's not that those things aren't important. It's that sometimes we set things up as priorities when they're not priorities. They are important. But if we're trying to venture forward with our dreams, that's important, it needs our time. So how are we going to find time? One way, just like I told Leslie, is you're going to set up just a little bit of time where you get into the groove of a daily time that you set out for that new goal. But it really, really helps to know what time of day that would be. Uh, for me, it, it's got to be kind of early. Usually things that I do with my morning cup of coffee go out into the world and become real. Often things that I write in the wee hours, uh, they just stay trapped in little notebooks and they don't become much because it's easy to dream in ways that aren't so aligned with myself late, late, late at night. Whereas in the morning, I just seem to have a more focused brain. Now, yours might be very different, but it's important to get to know your brain and to know how it works. That's going to keep you in touch with staying with the voice that's really rallying for you as opposed to that voice in your head that just wants to protect you from any sort of risk. Because let's face it, getting risky that can be scary territory, especially if you haven't spent time in an entrepreneurial venture or if there's nobody else in your family that's really done it. I mean, think of all the fears that can come up when you do something different. And I just want to say to you that these fears can feel very real. And some of these fears are going to come to pass. One fear might be that if you do something that really honors your voice, really allows you to be a speaker, a writer, a blogger, or in any way expressive, just like Leslie, someone who's going to put together packages for boys' clothing and, and how these can be repurposed clothing Anytime you put your brand, let's call it, out there in the world, there are going to be people in your life that fall away. So having that fear that it could happen feels very real. It feels very real because it's quite possible. But you've got to think about who is it that's falling away? Well, it could be someone who competes with you. It could be someone that has a real hard time believing in dreams. It might be someone that thinks you better spend your time taking care of them instead of taking care of dreams. All kinds of people can get between you and your dreams. So having that fear that if you go forward, things can change with you and your friendships, that could be Not just a feeling, but a real fear, a real something to look at. And you got to ask yourself, am I willing to lose that friend that's really competitive? I remember when a dear friend of mine, she talked about opening a hair salon for quite some time. And she kept saying, I don't have enough money for a big salon. Do you think if I had a small salon, I could thrive? Sure sure you can thrive with a small salon. I mean, one of the reasons that we become entrepreneurs and move forward is because we know the size of, of business in which we can impact. So she was just talking about having, they call them chairs, having a three-chair salon, one where she would cut and two other chairs that she would lease out to other people. And her concern was she was going from an 18-chair salon where she was an employee to possibly being a three-chair salon where she was an entrepreneur. Well, I'm just going to fast forward there. She did that. She went on to later have a 10-chair salon, and she made a lot of money. Yeah, and she made a lot of people happy. But you know what she really did? She followed a dream. She started with the right size package that she could open up with, and she let it grow. She let it build. She worked with her creative energy. And so her expression, while it wasn't being a blogger or a speaker or a book writer, she was standing firmly in her story. And she flourished, and she retired financially uh, in very good standing. And I think one of her fears when she first took this on was that it wouldn't be a safe endeavor. Well, I don't know how safe it is to leave being an employee and become the boss, manager, creator, operator. That doesn't sound very safe. But when you decide you're going to do that, you're not really you're not really saying that you need things to be safe. You're actually saying that you need things to be true and honest and reflective of what you really want to create and that you're willing to get out there in some kind of rough waters to make sure it happens. So Even though I had this nice, sweet conversation with Leslie about how she might start this and I could see her business just taking off, that doesn't mean she won't have days where she'll have to face a challenge here and there. She'll have to call those accountability buddies. I hope she calls me back and we can brainstorm what her next steps might be. But the cool news is, I could really feel the energy, and I bet you could too, that Leslie was ready. And you know how that really came through? Did you hear all those details she had? She knew it was going to be a clothing line. It was going to be for boys. It was going to benefit single parents. It was specifically going to be for ages 3 to 6. She was going to offer a whole collection. It's going to be all in one. You could go on vacation. It could include swimsuits she's been thinking about this, I'd say she's ready to take that risk. And I'd also, I, I'm, I'm so close to promising that she will flourish for some time before she comes up with some sort of challenge that makes her sit down and really think what will be the next steps so that I continue to flourish. That's how it works. You make a commitment to being risky and to having lots of help around you, lots of guidance around you, because the other side is that you're sort of committing to drama, something that's going to slow you down, make you think that those other commitments in the world are more important than the one you could be making to your dream. I I always get so excited when people call me up and say, hey, I think I got a business in me. Because while I would never consider myself a business coach, I get really excited that people are going to express themselves with a brand new business. Usually people that call me up and say, I've got an idea for a business. Usually they've been thinking about it for a while. Didn't just come to them last night in a dream. It's been going on for a while. And they're ready to face some of those fears. And they're ready to take risk. Because I want to let you know that risk is not, it's not a bad thing. It's only really a bad thing when we're so unfamiliar with it that we're not willing to step into it. Risk is not a bad thing. It might just be a new thing. It might just be a wild and crazy looking thing. But it's not a bad thing. It's something that you can befriend and work with because risk will always challenge you and ask you to be more expressive, and especially ask you to be more expressive where you're scared or where. Perhaps you only have a certain level of experience. The voice of risk is not the same voice that comes forward when you're just about to spin yourself a drama. The voice of risk, it actually lives in your heart, doesn't really live in your head. It lives in a place where you have passion, lives in a place where you're driven, and it just says, Are you ready? you want to do this? How about it? And for some reason, it sounds devilish and scary and bad, but it's not. It might be new, though. And I I encourage you, take it on. Try it out for a week. See how it feels. If you get scared, call me up and we'll work it out. You know, another really common risk that comes up when We're not sure to go where the guidance is. We're not sure how to follow our heart and really slow things down and get kind of into a a calmer energy. One of those fears that comes up is this idea that we're going to be required to be skillful or to maybe do work that we're not familiar with. Well, yeah, when you become an entrepreneur... Or when you take risk and you speak and you blog and you put your ideas out there in some sort of speech and you stand in front of crowds or you start a new business or you have a new brick and mortar, whatever it is, there are going to be times where you have to do something that's altogether new, something maybe to do with technology, something that might Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it has to do with uh, just basic law and order and ordinance and files and forms. I hate that stuff. I'm just going to tell you right out the bat. I just, ugh. I I always call up at least a friend or two when it's fill out the form day because gosh, they just scare me. I always think, well, what, what if I? y you, you know how it is in the electronic world if you miss one field one it it gives you all this red ink and tells you to go back and fill it in and you think, but I did i did I did that what's wrong I got all the I got a hundred and two things right, and that hundred and third thing i I don't know what to say, and now the form's gonna disappear, and I won't get to apply and oh and and, and and the tears start and the fears start. Well, yeah, you're going to have to face that. So I'm going to suggest that you slow yourself down when that's all happening. And you turn to a friend. You turn to your heart, which always has guidance for you. It's, your heart's always a very intuitive place. Just slow yourself down so that your confidence can be restored. You can take a deep breath. Maybe you can just text a friend and say, gosh, I filled out this huge form. And right here, it's asking for my uh, tax ID number. I thought they meant Social Security, but it's saying tax ID number. What's that? There's got to be someone in your world who knows what that is. Just call somebody. What's a tax ID number? I only say this because I had to do it the other day. called the right girl she said oh yeah this is what it is and this is where it is this is where you find it 10 minutes I was off and rolling it was only a 10 minute crisis I mean I used to have to have crisis for a week now I only need one for about 10 minutes and you too you too can slow down that crisis and you'll get your confidence back you just call up a friend or two don't forget You have people all around you in your world that are happy to answer a question for you. Always, there are people in your world happy to just answer that one question. So when you're out there taking risk, facing your fears, wiping away your tears, remember, you're in a very good place to move forward. It's just important to call on a little bit of help. You'll probably get it if you ask for it. That's one of my great tips. Ask for some doggone help. All right. Think on that. Chew on that. Maybe throw in a text to me and I'll be happy to answer it right after this break.
3: right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. There are sounds that wake you up. (coughs) Sounds that make you smile. (laughs) Sounds that energize you. (laughs) And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless Emergency Alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts brought to you by fema and the ad council
1: you've heard that it takes a village to raise a child now there's a village that empowers children's voices it's called the speak Feed, Lead organization, founded by past district director of Toastmasters, Jackie Bailey. Youths and teens are taught persuasive writing techniques, effective body language, and how to speak confidently. Consider what a summertime class could do for your teen. Enroll now at speakfeedlead.org and watch your teenager thrive. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com.
0: Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we are talking today about the voice that can creep into our head when we're being honest and expressive. When we're writing our book, we're writing our blog, We're giving our speech. Have you ever seen anyone in the middle of a speech get completely stumped? Have you ever been their witness? It happens all the time. You know that public speaking is one of the biggest, hugest, darndest fears anybody has. Was one of mine, for sure. The first time in college that I had to give a speech, my knees shook so bad, I was certain I was going to fall on the ground. You could see with your own eyes, my knees going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was just this absolute shake that I had never in my life understood what a clammy hand was. I always thought that was the weirdest saying. My hands my hands just turned into a pool of water from anxiety I I was was from the back of my hairline I could just feel myself sweating and I remember thinking at that moment of this commercial and the tagline I think I think it was for a Antiperspirant. It was don't let them see you sweat. And there I was shaking, sweating, nearly fainting, and thinking people told me that public speaking was a huge, huge and real fear. And here I am in the middle of it. And the only way I'm going to get out of it is like if I have a heart attack. Like I can't just go and say, oh, sorry. I don't want to participate in this assignment anymore and go sit down. I mean, really, my brain was conjuring a huge drama, huge, of how I could get out of the second half of my speech, partially because I was forgetting it. But what was really going on in my subconscious, I didn't know it at the time, was that a voice had taken over, and it was just saying, you can't do this you're not going to make it through this. In fact, you just might have a heart attack if you keep trying. That's what was going on. Happens all the time. These fears can turn into huge dramas. And I want to point out one of the number one fears we have. It's, I pointed out earlier, you know, sometimes we're we're afraid that we're going to lose friends or that we're going to have Uh, tech support moments that we can't get through. We're afraid we're going to be required to fulfill some sort of skill that we just can't do. We're, We're afraid that we might not have what it takes in the end. You know, what we're really afraid of, what we're really, really, really afraid of, really, like really, totally. We're so afraid of this. You ready? Did you guess it? We're afraid we're going to succeed. We're afraid of the massive success that could come of it all. My friend, the hairdresser, who was saying, do you think I could have a three-chair salon and be successful? It wasn't really that that she was afraid of. She was afraid of what she was going to do with a million dollars once she made it. She was afraid of how she was going to live with herself once she had the business she had always dreamt of. She was afraid, too, of how she was going to explain it to her friends who hadn't stepped out, who hadn't been risk-takers. She was afraid of the success. She was afraid of what she would do when that three-chair salon wasn't big enough for her and she had to move on. To a salon three times that size, that's what was getting her. And for most of us, that's what gets us. You know, I I recently sent out uh, a manuscript to a pretty big publisher, and <laughs> the whole time I'm putting stamps on the thing, I'm like, you know, they're not even going to read it. They're not even going to read it. You know, I. I don't even have an agent for this thing. And I know that even though this is the window of time, this little 10 day period in the year that they take unsolicited manuscripts, which basically means you don't have to have an agent. You can send it on out. Um, I just I have my doubts they They don't have time for little old me. But here's what was going on underneath that voice. It, it, it was the story that I didn't want to listen to, and it was this. When they do take it on, whether it be this submission or later, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to deal with the fact that all this stuff you wrote is going to go in print, it's going to go in bookstores? You're going to have to stand in front of people, talk about what you've always wanted to talk about, you're going to have to sign books. You're going to have to be known for something that you should be known for because you put so much work into it. You're going to have to run those checks to the bank. All that talk was going through, but it was, it was really lying dormant in my subconscious. I couldn't hear that. I couldn't hear it because I was working so hard at making sure it never happened. But when I finally quieted down and I went home and I got out my journal and I admitted to my journal that I went to the post office, (laughs) I finally heard what was going on underneath that voice. And it was just saying, oh my God, this could be huge. Oh my God, you could get your dream. Well, fast forward about yeah several months. They said no. So I was off the hook. But you know what? It could, it could be that a little bit later, a little bit later when I'm believing in my voice, the one that says, wow, you know what? This could really happen. And I could really love it if it did. When I really believe in that voice and I really believe in the partnership of working with that particular publisher. Because it's kinda like um, it's kinda like taking on a new stepsister. It's kinda like dating somebody new. You are in partnership when you work with a a decent sized publisher. They're they're supporting you. It's very rah rah your book. Uh, when I when I step into that voice again I will be working with that fear and that risk that I have to face the possibility of success. And while that's a scary place, it's only scary because, I really believe this, because we're not sure that we can handle success. But there is inside of us, below that head, Below that nagging subconscious voice that at one time got bullied on the playground, shamed for something bad, somewhere inside of us is our heart that knows it's all going to work out. It's our real voice. We have to slow down to hear it, to find our confidence again, because that voice doesn't speak to us unless. We're available to reflect and be with it. It doesn't speak to us unless we're willing to release some fear and believe in our potential. In a way, that potential has already been realized when we mail off our manuscripts or when we start our new business. It's already been realized by a part of us part of us that is in our heart knows this could work. It's just that that loud, dramatic part wants to take over and buy a little time. Hey, Christina on Facebook, I see your question here. Thank you for writing in. Uh, Christina, who I know put out a book last year, says, I'm thinking about my second book, and I'm so glad you are featuring this topic today because I want to talk about drama. You brought it up. Why is it that you call a drama a priority? I don't understand that, and I got a lot of drama in my life. Help, help. Book two is on the way. All right. Thanks, Christina. Uh, This is what I mean about drama. Um... Drama is kind of a fear dressed up in a big old costume. Drama drama is, you know, when you're watching a, an act on stage and that big long cane comes out and it grabs the actor by the neck and pulls him right off the stage and everybody laughs? That's drama at its best. The one on stage is saying, I've got this act, I'm doing it, I'm in it, I'm the middle of it, I've got an audience, they're loving it, they're clapping. Drama is the hook that comes along, grabs you by the neck, pulls you off stage, and you don't come back. That's what drama is. Drama is the thing that says, pay attention to me, not that endeavor you took on. So what I mean when I say priority, I just mean it takes priority. You don't have a chance. When drama is working hard at your life, it's like the hook that pulls you off in the middle of communicating with your audience. They're already there. They're already clapping. They're already on your side. They already bought the ticket. They already made the investment. But that hook comes along and pulls you out. So, Christina, in your case, uh, writing your second book, drama could be that, you know, somebody dear to you becomes sick. So let's pretend it's that. Does that mean you're not going to be with them? It doesn't mean that. Does that mean you don't have time to see them in the hospital? It doesn't mean that. Does it mean that you no longer communicate with them? It doesn't mean that at all. It means that the book has to take priority so that you can have a right-sized relationship with any dramas that come up. If you can keep that relationship right-sized, you will stay with your book. So let's say somebody gets sick. Let's say you know that if you go in the morning It'll just be you and your friend at the hospital, no family members. And let's say that that helps because if you see family members, you'll have to deal with yet another hook, more guilt, more encouragement to stay longer. So when a drama pops up, you realize it's not going to be the priority. You're going to work with it in such a way that that thing you started can win that that thing you said was important can flourish. Oftentimes, when we're doing something, Christina, uh, we can even find the smallest, smallest way for a drama in costume to show up. For a friend of mine, he's got a, a news reel that he follows. Sometimes for an hour a day, sometimes for eight hours a day, Uh, you know, just in the background. But that newsreel has an effect on his psyche, his mood, how he feels, how he relates to people. He might not even be aware of it. I can only say from my own experience of being involved in a newsreel like that, where I had it playing in the background, eight hours of my life, just in the background, started to affect me. And it started to keep me small where I wanted to have more time to play big. And I think this is true for so many of us, whether it's our blog, our book, our stories, our love letters, whatever it is, we got to watch out for those dramas. We got to stay true to ourselves. I want to thank Leslie for calling in, for Christina, for writing in, for all of you for listening in. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, and we wouldn't have the chance to have these conversations and thrive and be strong in these things in our life that matter to us. Stay tuned for another week. I'll be back on Thursday, and until then, namaste, my friends.